from radio shows past. The other thing we've been uh, chatting about a bit this morning is a list that comes out every year from uh, Lake Superior State University in uh, Michigan, and they released their annual banished words list. And the, this is more of a hopeful list than anything else of words that they would like to see banished. And then they, they don't just generate that themselves. They actually uh, ask uh, people many, with, of their, yeah. many of the uh, people in uh, academia and advertising, business, journalism, uh, politics, military, sports to weigh in. And then they compile all of this. And uh, some of them that they thought uh, ought to be included as those words or phrases that ought to be 86th for this year to come, 2002, that we're in now, actually. Uh, bring them to justice or bring the evildoers to justice. Mm -hmm. They don't want to hear any more, except in a goofy kind of way. If they, if you do this, then the terrorists win. Uh, or the terrorists will have won. Uh, in the world of business, the words brainstorming, synergy, ramping up. Uh, in sports, run the table. Or athleticism, instead of saying that an athlete is very good. Just saying he's got a lot of athleticism. Uh, sounds kind of goofy. Uh, and uh, miscellaneous uh, others include reality TV, reality-based TV, uh, no-brainer, and in the wake of, instead of just using the word after more occasionally than in the wake of, just so it sounds fancier. Right Usually now. there's uh, there are some things taken from movies that... That I don't don't see in this list. I know this isn't a complete list, but remember the show me the money. Enough with that. Yeah, enough with them. Enough with any of them before they get started. I yeah. say. It used to be that uh, things would uh, be generated just by popular culture mm -hmm. itself, kind of accidentally. Now, uh, the way, especially with TV, people try are trying to calculate the catchphrases. Mm -hmm. uh, that one, uh, you are the you are the weakest link. I mean, that was. That was pre-calculated to become a catchphrase in this country. And that that's what annoyed me about mm -hmm. that. They were trying to ram that down our throat. Right. Or, uh, your, is that your final answer? Even that one wasn't necessarily so calculated. It just became popular because right. that millionaire show was so popular. Right. For a while. Yeah, as soon as you start hearing other people say something, you should already, it should already, you should be saying goodbye to it already. As soon as you start hearing goodbye. it. In everyday conversation. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Well, now they've taken a perfectly good thing to I say when, when somebody's departing and, and ruined it for us. <laughs> when you're smiling. Well, here's a man that will have some smiling. thoughts about that, I'll bet you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's Clem Fleur. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for taking my call. Happy that, New Year to you. That's one phrase I'll never get tired of. Oh, uh, bless you. Yeah. Happy New Year to you, Lisa. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Glenn, what? You're a wordsmith. You 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 use words a lot. You hear a lot of words. I do. These, these things got to. There's got to be a, a list of words that must annoy you a lot. Well, it, you know, it's funny you should mention that. It is. Well, I'm giggling. Huh. <laughs> can we can we hear you giggle again, Clem? <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard. I, I, I haven't Clem either. Laugh no, before. that's kind of sweet. Is that a hearty <laughs> laugh for you? What? Is that is that a real hearty laugh? If something really funny was said, how would you sound? Oh, well, I you know I tend to laugh on the inside more. Oh yeah, yeah. Where it's hard to hear when and it's cry on the, on the outside. Right. Yeah. right, exactly. You wear your heart on your sleeve too, and he really does. I know, right? And thick. my nose to the grindstone. Yeah, mm -hmm. I wish you that. It's nice when you're trying to cut I a New my York steak. I on my pants cuffs. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, get back to this the words and phrases well, thing. Yeah, there are a lot of words and phrases that. I don't know, just kind of bug me that I don't really like to hear or read or see anymore, you know. And How many, if we had, uh, well, I don't know, to compile them into a list, would you say? Well, I could probably get ten. Well, that's perfect. We just have time for ten. Right. Well, I'm glad it worked out this way. So here, then, are Clem's top ten words or phrases he would like to remove from the English language. Number ten. Out of order. Number nine. You have the right to remain silent. <laughs> you hate that. You hear that one quite a bit. Well, more than I like. Yeah. Uh, number eight. Twenty-four-seven. Yeah, that's a good one. That is a good one. Uh, number seven. 
Get away from me, you freak. <laughs> you that way too much. I hate that one, too. <laughs> Number six. Agenda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agenda is like, yeah, I mean, you're either a female or you're a male. I guess you don't okay. know what that means. Yeah. Number five. Sphincter. Wait a minute. We like that word here. I hate that word. <laughs> and, and is it one you hear quite a bit? Well, I hear it more than I like. Sphincter. Number four. Tim Iman sponsored initiative. <laughs> Way to go. Number three. Viagra in the context. We have to say that one again. My music stuck. <laughs> Number three. It was Viagra in the context of jokes. Compared to the word itself. Right. Number two. Spittle. <laughs> <laughs> and the number one word that should be banished from the English language. Low testosterone. Right on. I'm so tired of hearing that one myself. Fills me with spittle. 944. This is Como AM 1000. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. Me! You're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's love and fun. Takes me to you. Hi. Hi there. How, How you? you doing? Oh boy. We uh we came off of a uh, my wife and I came off of a kind of a depressing weekend recently. We uh, went to the memorial service of a very dear friend, mm-hmm. someone that actually you know. Uh, yeah. And and I won't I won't say her name. It was a it was a female. And what you may remember, Lisa, is that. One time when we, when you were on Como Radio, uh, you somebody asked you if you would fill in for an afternoon radio show host. Yeah, it was uh, Ernie. What was his name? I I can't remember. Ernie Ernie something. I thought his name was Larry, but it's Ernie. <laughs> yeah, Ernie something. Yeah, we got he. They they said, hey, yeah. do you want to fill in? I Very said, nice oh my guy. gosh, yes. Yeah. So Can you, I bring so you came up, I want? You came up with the idea that I know. I'll, I'll talk with other women and we'll talk girl talk sort of thing. Not to make it sound as simplistic as it was, but there are certain things that you can't get guys to talk about intelligently. And so you thought, I'm going to get other women on here. We'll we'll just mm-hmm. we'll shoot the breeze and it'll be fun. So you, right. so you bring in my wife, Patty. Right, who I love to talk to, and I thought she'd be brilliant on the air. So and this, that was great. And this other woman who was a great friend of Patty's, uh, mm-hmm. She said she'll be great. She'd be she'd be fun to talk to, as to be yeah. a part of this <laughs> conversation too. Whatever it is, but right. if you'll remember, <laughs> you we had to admonish this woman not to say, not to drop an f bomb, which right. she was prone to do in casual conversation. She's a wonderful person, greatest heart you'd ever want, but she she drop f bombs just as part of casual conversation. So you had to remind her now. Listen. We're on the radio here. This is going out. And it's live. All live. over the airways. And, and you so you cannot say the F word on the air. And she agreed that she would be careful not to do that. And so right. your and so your show begins. And how long were how long were you into the show? Maybe you were maybe thirty seconds into the show. Perhaps. And, if that, perhaps. And she, of course, drops her first F bomb right away. <laughs> No, and and for those who don't know about radio, we have what's called a dump button, <clears throat> which because we're on a seven second delay for that very reason, and you dump the audio, and it it has seven seconds to catch up. Uh, that button, I probably 
had to press at about 20 times yeah. during that afternoon show because it was a three-hour show i think yeah, yeah. three hours you should have just stayed in delay the whole show instead of I know. yeah and i know she did she wasn't doing it on purpose but that's no, that's but the kind of person delightful. she was my uh, yeah. my wife went uh, camping with her one time and they decided they would get way off the road they wanted to go way out into the woods and they did and uh and and my wife patty says that she was fixing some food or something and she heard this train horn this this train whistle going and she thought why would a, why would a train be honking its horn way out here there can't be any train crossings nearby and she looks out and there sure enough is the train going by it's horn blowing as uh the woman we've been talking about will remain unnamed had uh, peeled off her top and was dancing and prancing around showing her tatas to the engineer Casey Jones he was a mighty man and now he's resting in the promised land the only kind of music he could understand was a big eight-wheeler under his command he made the freight train boogie all the time he made the freight train boogie and he rolled down the line what a great day for him. Yeah, it was. How often, and you know he's probably told that story. Oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah. whole rest of his life. When people would say, gee, Larry, what's the most unusual thing you've ever encountered as a train conductor? Well. That, that has to be it. One of the reasons I love being an engineer. When that farmer started I bet it happened bell, a lot. Everybody along the line oh, really? Casey I Jones, so. he was a coming to town. On the big eight wheeler that was burning the ground. He made a freight train boogie said some lovely All things about She was just a... He made a freight train one boogie of the, one of the, one of the down the line. that come along Indeed. so occasionally yeah. in life. They always were laughing, funny, thoughtful, sweet. Uh, mm. She was all of those things. And the greatest mom ever. And uh, so this was up in Cleellum, Washington, where they decided to have this service. And, uh, mm -hmm. and it was a great great day and people said some wonderful things and and then uh we decided the, the night before we would stay in a hotel in yakima then we drove to cleelum and then after the service was over we drove back to yakima to stay a second night in yakima and then we were going to drive home the next day so we're driving uh, uh out of yakima we're probably 10 12 miles out of yakima and i decide i'm gonna usually we'll go uh, a freeway the freeway you would take if you were going from yakima to richland let's say but this time i decided let's go by way of highway 97 again we used to come that way and we haven't been that direction in a long time let's go highway 97 patty agrees so we're driving along and again we're about 12 miles out of yakima and patty says wait a minute wait did you see that i said did i see what i think i think there was a little puppy a dog sitting on the side of, of the road and this is oh. this is a highway with cars going really oh, fast oh no and uh i said well, what do you are you sure she, well it, it even looked looked kind of like a stuffed toy but i think it was a dog even though it wasn't moving it was just sitting there and it was on the wrong side of a cyclone fence so oh, i got to go down no. to the next exit and we turn around and come back the other direction and i got to and I, we look across the Jersey barrier going the other direction. Sure enough, that's an actual dog sitting there. Oh, Little my God. Helpless dog. And we'll, we'll post this, the picture that I took of the animal. <clears throat> um, and, uh, and so we, we go around when we come back, and now we can get on the shoulder of the road. We get out of the car. Dog's not moving. We don't know if it's going to be aggressive or not, but we get closer to it, and you can already tell that it uh, it's it's trying to walk away from us but it's 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 walking on three legs it's oh. fourth leg is sort of just hanging there oh it, no it appears God. to have been hit by a car oh um, my God. i don't know dog breeds so i had to look it up and it, and i and i googled dog that looks sort of like a lion <laughs> and that seemed oh. to work it's a chow chow And, uh, and, it, and it turned out to be the sweetest little animal. We called 911. We were trying to see if there's any animal rescue places. A great state cop came by. And together, he and I 
got a blanket underneath the dog and we decided oh, we're going to put it in gosh. our car. And we so we in put your it, car in my car. We put it into the back of the car and Patty meanwhile has called around and there is one emergency animal clinic. Of course this always happens on a Sunday. Oh, and, no kidding. Yeah. And so I call all kinds of vet places and they all we get is recordings, but there's this place picked up the phone. They're they're open. We can bring the dog in. And uh and so we do. We but we, we the other thing I forgot to mention is that this dog was obviously nursing puppies cuz she had Oh. <gasps> um, oh my god, this just gets worse and worse. Gorgeous nipples. Did she yeah. Did she have a collar? No, no collar, no idea of oh any kind. Oh my gosh. Turns out they checked when we got to the animal rescue place, there was no chip. Oh, yeah. Gotta chip your pets. Oh, 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 chip, them. chip, chip. You tell a little lie. Chip, chip. You make your baby cry. Chip, chip. You cheat a little bit. Chip, chip. You quarrel over it. Oh, 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 oh. And, uh, and the bad and so it didn't look like it had been oh. groomed or anything um and uh so so we kind of spent a large part of the day there we got our hotel room back and then uh we, we spent the afternoon and we and once you get to a place like that as you you know lisa Mm-hmm. Uh, you're starting to spend money, and mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, but you know what would we do? And then they decide. Well, here's the two choices you got. We can <clears throat> you can't just put a cast on this leg because there's fragments of bone. They oh, we paid for no. the ex- we paid for an X-ray, so they would have to pin this leg to to make it well again. They couldn't just slap a cast on it. It wasn't that kind of break. And uh, the other thing that was that or the or much cheaper i think if we got it the leg fixed it was going to be like four grand oh my gosh if we got the leg amputated it'd be <gasps> six to seven hundred dollars oh my god you're gonna make me cry yeah tell so, me you what did you do we uh we had to go off and decide i think we were, you know, the other option is you could, maybe the Humane Society will take the dog and maybe they'll see the value in having the surgery done or they may decide that amputation makes the most sense. And you've seen, you've seen three-legged dogs running around, so you know dogs can, can manage it, but it just, I know. it puts you in a terrible spot. And Good grief, yes. Uh, and, and I thought, I, I don't think we should have the leg amputated. If we want this dog to get adopted, that's going to lessen its chances. Uh, you know, people think, oh, I would like this dog, but it's only got three legs. Think I'll take another dog instead. So if we were hoping to get it adopted, I thought, you know, having a three-legged dog would be kind of a tough sell. Although there's a lot of good-hearted people that would that wouldn't even be an impediment. But uh, so we had to go uh, to our hotel we had the, we paid for the dog to stay the night, get pain medication and all that kind of stuff. Good, good. And then uh, the next morning we were going to decide what to do. Well, while we're at our hotel late in the afternoon, early evening, the animal emergency place calls up and said, we put a bunch of stuff up on Facebook. Lo and behold, the owners of the dog saw the posting and they came in for their dog. Hmm. And and, uh, Not sure I'm really happy about that. Yeah, well, they don't sound like very good owners. No, they don't. On the other hand, they they said that uh, the dog they had been shooting fireworks off, and somebody had, <clears throat> and the dog ran away. Um, so you know, we didn't we didn't get to talk to those people. Only the vets did. I guess I'm thinking, well, whether we like everything or not, we don't know the full story. And the fact is they did respond to the Facebook posting. They came in for the dog. The vet said as soon as the dog saw them, the dog jumped up and was wagging its tail and very excited. Aww. So clearly they were the owners. Okay. Because uh, uh, so, the dog had been very docile and timid up till then. So I guess Do you know what they decided to do? No, and we'll never know, you know, what they decide. You can't call the vet back and say... The vet, the vet will never know, you know. They, they oh, told they the just, vet, they they told the vet the that they were... With... Yeah, they told the vet that they're going to have the surgery done, but who knows, you know. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, so oh. you know, it, I don't know if you've ever rescued an animal, but, and then it's later, its owner is later found, but we had already got to the point where we, this was our dog. You know, we were going to keep this dog. We were going to oh, get it well. Were. So there's a sense of disappointment about it, but yet we knew that, that the right thing was to have the dog back to its owners but it was so we were very ambivalent about the outcome but oh you are so sweet i i no, no. yeah i i agree i I, think anybody would be absolutely that that sort of thing i cannot tell you lisa how many times since i've been married to this woman that sort of thing happens we have she she can spot things we were going down the highway one time and there was a cardboard box sitting on the median on the highway and she said i think i saw that cardboard box just move and I thought I saw a little paw sticking out of it. I said, no, nah, that's probably not, but okay. So we turn around, we go back. She finds, opens the cardboard box. There's a cat inside, a kitten. Mm. Somebody's decided to give it the heave ho. <clears throat> uh, and then, you know, so we kept that cat, and that cat lived to a ripe old age. She's found, we found a bunch of cats that way. She found one abandoned in, behind a grocery store one time. I don't know if you remember the cat that we called Peanut. If you haven't got bananas, don't be blue. Peanuts in a little bag are calling you. You and you. Yeah. Which I later renamed Donut because this cat got so big. It was like a, it was like a dirigible, but too big to lift off the ground. And, uh, and so we found dogs and cats. We found a one-eyed dog one time, and uh, she just uh, she just kind of has a, like a rate a sonar thing that can zone in on these these things, because I guess she's inclined to look for them. A lot yeah, of things that other people might not see. Not that mm. they wouldn't stop; they just aren't looking for it. But she always yeah. Does. Well, I you're right. I I don't know. I I don't know that I noticed that stuff. Maybe it's because I don't want to see. Um, I don't. Well, it's know tempting just to keep on going. You know, there's a dog sitting right. on the side of the road. Okay, so it's not my dog. Let's keep driving. No, but. I wouldn't. Definitely wouldn't do that. I just don't know if I would notice notice it. I uh, had a friend come over on uh, this weekend, in fact, and we were pulling out of my driveway to go go somewhere, and she said, "Stop!" And I said, "What?" And she said, "Right, look ahead. There's a deer on the other side of our our street." that had come out of the woods and was starting to walk across the street. And I live on a little bit of a curve, a little bit of a corner. And so she hauled her butt out of the uh, car and ran into the middle of the street because cars are prone to just zip around that curve. And she was trying to herd the deer back in. And so I got out of my car and was trying to slow people down as well. And and most everybody was great, you know. We were just, you know, slow down. And then, then there's this one car that comes the opposite direction, and I'm trying to get them to slow down. And what did they do? They sped up, honked their horn, honked their horn, and flipped me off. When everybody's heard about the bird, the bird, bird, bird. Which I just don't get. It's like, we have no idea there's a child in the room there. You don't know what's around that curve. Why would you respond I, I don't know why people are like that, but... Anyway, so we got the deer back into the woods, and now she's hopefully okay. And she was a beautiful doe, just a beautiful doe. But I've, in all the time I've lived here, I've never seen a deer out in front well, of You're kind house. of in a pretty residential area, so it would not be, it would well, be unusual to find a deer. We have, we have coyotes, and, or are they called coyotes? I don't know how you say it, but, and yeah, we, we get sightings all the time. Well, you're living by that crick. Yeah, I live by the crick. The crick. And we, we got raccoons and coyotes and and uh, can be, yeah, kind of scary. Yeah, so there's a lot insists. of wildlife around here. A lot got, of wildlife. I got a friend who insists on calling a, a creek a crick. And I said, you know, that's fine. That probably works just fine. I'm I trying to know. find a message that was sent to us. I've just remembered, and I'm not finding. I'm trying to pretend like I'm listening to the conversation closely, but I'm not. So you just missed everything I said. No, I got it all. I got it okay. all. Okay. Oh, here all we right. go. Here, here we go. I want this. This is from a listener named David Nelson, and uh, we were t- talking in one of our previous podcasts, maybe the last one, about Abraham Lincoln and how his oh, body. Oh, yeah, was, that was. A f- 
tried to get stolen. That was a few few podcasts ago, but yeah. David said regarding Abraham Lincoln, and more specifically his embalmed body, they re-entombed his coffin in 1901. And to make sure the body was never stolen again, Robert Lincoln ordered that the coffin, Robert Lincoln was a son, I believe, Robert mm-hmm. Lincoln ordered that the coffin be encased in several feet of concrete. But mm. before they put it back in the ground and poured the concrete, they opened it up and had a look. And you can read all about it and see photos starting on page 83 Ooh. of the February 15th, 1963 issue of Life magazine. Do you want me to send you this link so people, we could post it and people could look yeah. at the link if they yeah, want? Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely post it on our on our Facebook page. So he does um, say there, are, there were no <clears throat> photographs of Lincoln's body, but there's a description of what he looked like after 36 years of death. Because you were asking the question, what what is the decomposition process? How, was he how, just bones? Bones and his and his stovepipe hat? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but there's a pretty good description, apparently, which I, I'm going to have to look at this link myself. He said, though, David does, among those having a look was a boy who became a man who was alive during my lifetime. The last person to see Lincoln passed away in 1963. Isn't that wild? And it kind of mm. is. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'll send you this link so other people who are listening to this may, may want to take a, a look-see. Everybody loves Abraham Lincoln. He won the Civil War for our nation. A force of reason, bravery. He signed the end of slavery. Everybody loves Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Speaking of deer, though, we have... We have a lot of them here. Things to make our a house here. I mean, they say so long. Look out the window at any given time. Which is fine. Except for the fact that my wife has a number of beautiful floral arrangements. Not floral arrangements, actual growing flowers in pots around our house. And deer will take those down so fast they'll eat them. And so. We can quickly shift from admiration and love for the deer <laughs> to, uh, to I, I let uh, my dog Sadie run out the door, and mm-hmm. she chases them. She's not she going to do anything, but it does make the deer run away. Yeah. And then Sadie doesn't go too far, and then she comes right back. And so people say, well, why don't you get the kind of flowers and plants the deer don't like? Well, we have I- some of those, mm-hmm. but deer like most stuff. They like petunias. They like... They like, uh, 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 I can't think of the names of the different flowers, daffodils and all those. They, they, mm-hmm. Any flower that you would want to have in your yard, they like them. They want to eat yeah. them. Yeah, roses, so, all sorts so every, of things. Yeah. flowers on the wall that don't bother me at all. Playing solitaire till dawn with the deck of 51. Smoking cigarettes and watching Captain Kangaroo. Tell me, I've nothing to do. Last night I dressed in tails, pretending I was I'm sorry, I cannot resist extending those songs Can't you maybe hang them high? I mean, don't how tall do is a deer? Really uh, deer are amazing. They, they stand on their hind legs and I've seen them. They can stand up Depending on the deer, they probably get up grab something that's 10 feet off the ground. Like oh, my as gosh. Basketball rim. Yeah. Wow. So, what, so my job every night before we go to bed is to bring all of these pots into the house. Some of them are pretty big. We have to bring them all there. That's the only source. Just to bring them in. But even during the day, of course, deer will go and eat these things. So we've got to always... You can't just put like a cardboard box over them? It's good to see you. I must go. I know I look up front. Uh, we have a dog corral, which is like a little fencing oh. thing that we put the deer in. So I put that little fence around the pot, and then I put towel. We make like a little tent. It looks like a wig. Yeah. This big pot. This big pot. It's too heavy. It takes too big. So far, so good. Well, maybe you just shouldn't have nice things. Definitely. Yeah. Hey, uh, I was thinking about cigarettes and watching Captain Kangaroo. I may have told this story before, but I was thinking about it. I have nothing to do.
Wait for it. Don't tell me I've nothing to do. There was a guy uh, that was an editor, a tape editor at a TV station, King TV, that I worked at for the better part off and on of 20 years. So I, the job that I've held the longest was at this TV station. And I was a producer and I wrote commercials and I did, uh, you know, I'd write and produce programs and commercials basically was my gig. Uh, in addition, and then the, the, my time being on the comedy show Almost Live was really kind of a sidelong thing. I, it wasn't my main gig uh, at all. Mm -hmm. So um, this guy's name was Skip, and he was a kind of a big, garrulous, fun guy uh, and a real character. And uh, so I remember one night we are there, and I got to get this. I got to get this commercial done. It's got to go on the air the next day, or or so I was led to believe. And he's he keeps looking at his watch, and he's editing this thing for me. And at some point, he says, "You know what? I I can't get this done today. I've got to go. My I got to pick my daughter up at at, at uh, daycare." I go, "Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I got to get this done." He said. I'm really sorry. Uh, I'll, I'll come in early in the morning tomorrow, and, and we'll finish it up then. That's got to work for you. I said, oh, okay. I guess that's, if you can't do it, I mean, you got to pick your daughter up. I understand that. I'm a parent. Sure. Well, go ahead. And so he leaves. So at that time, I uh, was into this phase where I decided to save money. I was going to carpool. I lived out in Bothell. I was going to carpool with people. Uh, in and in and back from work, didn't last very long. Uh, did you ever carpool? Uh, well, it didn't last very long because I, yeah. I I found I, I selfishly I didn't want to listen to the radio stations. One guy was a big country fan. I couldn't stand it. Oh. Uh, or they would want to listen to talk radio with you know. Uh, and who uh, wants uh, to listen to talk radio? Someone with a buy. It was a political, and it wasn't my politics it would just be various reasons one guy never bathed so that was oh. another reason it was <laughs> not fun but at any rate i so at that time i'm carpooling and that's fine and so to get to bothell we would go down lake city way uh could have gone down over 520 bridge but we went down lake city way and and i would get so bored that i would I, one day i decided to count all the restaurants and cafes and food places on Lake City Way. And I came up with a number like 65 or something like that. And then the next day I decided, well, I'm going to count all the gas stations. That's how <laughs> bored I was. So you just weren't even talking to anybody. No, I was always looking out the window. I, I just, you know, I was just staring out the window. And so our car comes to a slowdown and then, and then to a stop because there's a stoplight. Uh, and it's, it's customary to stop at a stoplight. And yes. so I'm staring out the window, and we happen to be stopped in front of a strip club called the Deja Vu. Yes. Right there on Lake City One. I know it and well. You, that's right, you used to work there, didn't you? <laughs> So as I'm looking out the window, I see a guy standing by his car talking to a woman, and that guy is Skip. This is Skip. Oh my God! And so I roll the window down quickly. That's so awesome. I, I had, I just, he was, he was dead meat, and I yell, "Hey Skip, how's your daughter?" He sees me, and he sees me, and he ducks behind the car. Oh, I, really? He couldn't even I, man up and just no, own he thought, it? He, oh. he, ducked, he ducked behind the car too late. And so the next day when he comes in, I own him. I utterly own him. Of course you do. Yeah. And uh, he not only edits that commercial for me, but then he takes <laughs> he takes me out to lunch afterwards. And I'm so sorry. Yeah. So that was one of the, I, I just thought about him the other day. 
because later he when he leaves King TV he gets a job at uh, one of the big phone companies and he's so he's basically uh, working in their communications department you know he's a producer he's he knows all things about editing and and photography so he's a he's a natural for a phone company that likes to produce a lot of in-company videos and training films and that kind of thing so one day he calls me up and he says hey cashman uh we need i want you to be uh on camera talent in a thing i'm producing but we're going to go need to go to denver colorado to do it i said okay i think i can swing that and they, they were going to pay me to do it and it sounded like fun and i get to work with skip so we we fly to denver and we do this video production and it only takes us part of a day to shoot it we're we're both staying in separate rooms in this hotel in downtown denver and we're going to fly out pretty early the next morning about 10 a.m flight i think so that night we go down into the hotel's restaurant and bar and and i and i can't say that i didn't partake but uh, <laughs> i couldn't keep up with skip he got so blasted he was barely able to stand up wow and and so i i and and i so i walk him up to his room and we get the door open and he literally tumbles into the room and i and i remind him i said now skip remember we got to catch that 10 a.m flight tomorrow okay It's a mean old bottle they call moonshine. Red, red wine, so mellow and fine. Come home at night with a swimming in the head. Reach for the pillow, Mr. Whole Dern Bed. Drunk. Drunk. I close the door. Drunk. And I go to my room and we go to sleep. Drunk. I set my alarm really early. Self-packed up and everything. And I'm going to wait until, I don't know, 7 a.m. And then I'm going to call Skip in his room. And so 7 a.m. rolls around. And I, I, I said uh, to the operator at the front desk, I said, would you please ring the room of Skip, blah, blah, blah. He's staying in room 212. So the phone rings, and it rings, and it rings. Oh, no. And so I thought, oh, okay, well, maybe he was in the shower. So I wait five, ten minutes. Start to, I call him again. Ring, 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 nothing. And this goes on for 20 minutes or something like that. Then I said, I'm, I'm just going to go up to his room. And so I go down the hall. Again. I think we're on separate floors. I go to room 212, and I'm knocking on the door. <laughs> nothing. Oh my gosh! Nothing. Are you getting worried at this point, yeah. or are you getting yeah. ups- it, are you getting mad? No, I'm I'm getting worried, of and course. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation like that where pretty soon your mind goes there. And well, your you mind get, takes a lot longer than mine. I I go right there usually. I don't know yeah. why. I I at some point I became absolutely completely convinced that he was dead. He he had a he smoked a lot. And he and I when I left him he was so blasted, and I could and he's overweight and I could just I said he he had a heart attack he's dead I know he's dead I'm positive he's dead the more I the more time that went by the more convinced I was he's a dead guy mm. and then I go from I I don't even go to, into mourning I go into thinking what the heck am I gonna do I don't even I can't I don't know his wife's name I don't have any phone numbers for him. What do I do? How do I get it? How do I get his dead body transported from Denver back to? I mean, this is all the stuff I'm thinking about. I'm not thinking about oh, poor Skip, he's dead. I'm just thinking about how inconvenient this is going to be. <laughs> right. Perhaps for me because I don't know what to do. I I don't know any. I don't really know much about him, and I'm just in a big panic. And I'm trying to number again, and I'm get the front desk, and it's a, I think it's a Sunday morning, so they don't have the regular staff on hand, and they have to call up a guy. Who comes into work, and he's going to go, and he's going to chop, he's going to chop the door down. He's got Wait a, a big fire axe. Wait a minute, he's going to chop the door down. They don't have a spare key. No, they couldn't come up with a spare key. 
And apparently the that little you know that latch thing on the inside. Oh, uh, that was had been thrown. I yeah, I don't that's remember. A I don't problem. remember. I think I don't about remember that. all of that, but they couldn't find a pass key. Is is my recollection of it? I do think about that when I'm at a hotel. When I do throw that little security latch, what if something does happen to me? And you know, somebody calls and says, "Hey, Lisa didn't yeah. show up at the thing, and they can't get in my room, so they yeah. have to bring a fire axe." Well, there's a guy coming down. He's got a big. It's one of those big old fire axes you see sometimes on the hanging on the side of a fire truck and he's going to chop this door down it's a metal door so it's going to be a herculean job getting through that door and he's just he's just raring back to do it and somebody comes running down the hall and says we got a key we found a pass key so they they get the key and and, and i guess the they got the the latch somehow loose mm-hmm. and so they go in and they said and i remember this guy said to me do you do, do you want to go in? No, no, it's your it's your hotel. You yeah. should probably go in first. Yeah, no, I, said, I don't I don't want to go in there and see that. <laughs> what a weenie! I know. No, but not you, like, not you, but him. It's it, that's what he's supposed to go handle it. Well, yeah, I nah, I was a weenie. I, I'm not. He wasn't. I was. So he goes in there, and uh, it's dark. The, the shades have been pulled. It's super dark. It's one of those suites where you have, yeah, you really have two rooms, and then you go. Yeah, he slides the door open into the bedroom. Does it smell? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just behind him, and uh, and and you can see the figure in the bed, not not moving. That's so scary. It was really scary. And the guy walks up, and he puts the hand and onto the figure and shakes him a little bit and says, uh, sir? Sir? And he shakes him pretty hard and all of a sudden, Skip sits up and says, who the f*** are you? (laughs) And I yell, Skip, you're not dead! (laughs) That's so awesome! Oh my god! It turns out he's completely deaf in one ear, and he was oh. sleeping on his good ear. Couldn't hear the phone, couldn't hear the knocking, couldn't hear anything. Plus, he was passed out pretty much the whole yes. night. So, yeah. so, oh so that's my, my God. That's my skip story. It's so funny. You go from absolutely being convinced of something is true, and then what relief when it's not true. Absolutely. Now I, now I, now I didn't have to think about how I get his body home and any of that stuff anymore. <laughs> well, now he really owed you for sure. And I bet you still missed your flight, right? Or maybe uh, not. Yes, we did. Yeah, yes, I we bet did. You did. We missed our flight. Yeah, oh, did. my gosh. Uh, That's classic. You know, uh, somebody sent me an email, and I've gotten more than one of these, who love to comment on your lovely laugh. You have one of the what? great laughs. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I and sound like a got- dork when I laugh. I, I read an article recently about the making of the movie Caddyshack. I don't know if you ever saw it. A Wouldn't million be, times. You have? I didn't think it'd be kind of a movie that would a, well, appeal to it the is, distaff side. It is it is kind of boy humor. Um, yeah, it is. But I just, I, I don't, I, I, it was when I was in my 20s and I just yeah. thought Bill Murray was funny. And, and he is. I'm not a Rodney Dangerfield fan. He was in it, right? Wasn't yeah, he in it? Yeah, yeah. but I'm yeah, not a big, is, I'm not a huge fan of Rodney Dangerfield. And don't, don't play any of his stuff. <laughs> you mean like this? Looks don't mean nothing. I, mean, I got a niece, an ugly girl. She got married. She's happy. She married an ugly guy. Right. And today they got two very ugly kids. Ugly kids. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in fact, they're all so ugly in a family album. They only keep the negatives. This girl was fat and ugly. Ooh, she ugly. Ugly. How ugly? I took her to the beach. They asked me what I used for bait. (laughs) (laughs) When I took her home, my mother put newspapers on the floor. I mean, ugly. I gave her a hickey. I got fur in my mouth. I was an ugly kid, too. I had plenty of pimples. One day I fell asleep in the library. I woke up a blind man was reading my face. I mean, I mean ugly. But when I was born, after the doctor cut the cord, he hung himself. And my old man, he didn't like my looks either. But he carried around a picture of the kid who came with the wallet. Are you kid? I know about the Halloween. I opened the front door. Kids give me candy. 
Okay. See, Let's that's that not funny. Happened. It's just not funny. Well, but uh, the, this article about Caddyshack uh, talked about how everybody, except for Ted Cassidy, who was also in the movie, not mm-hmm. Ted Cassidy, um, who was it? Jack Cassidy. Dick Cassidy. No, no, not Jack Bob Cassidy. Bob Cassidy. Right? Uh, who Ted, was the <laughs> Ted Knight. Ted Knight. Thank you. Ted Knight <laughs> that was in Mary Tyler Moore. Yes. He was the only one not participating in rampant drug use oh, during this entire production. Really? Uh, Chevy Chase and uh, Bill Murray and all of them. And uh, and uh, so Dangerfield, is, this is the first movie he's ever made. Oh, I didn't and, know that. Uh, and they cut him loose. They they give him a script, of course, but then they cut him loose. He can can ad lib stuff if he wants. They're 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 okay with it, and he's really funny. But as soon as they cut, no, he's not. The scene, Dangerfield thinks he's just flopped. I'm terrible. I am. I'm terrible. It was awful. And they couldn't figure out why do you think you were awful? You were great. You did perfect. And. And it turns out, after some inquiry, that Dangerfield thought he was flopping because nobody was laughing. And they had to explain to them, to him, no, no, oh. these people are told not to laugh or they'll blow the take. Got right? it, right. And it didn't matter how long the movie went on. <laughs> uh, he, he still couldn't get over the fact that he yeah. wasn't getting laughs. Because for a comedian, that feedback is how you know how you're doing. Instant And he feedback. wasn't getting any of that. True, yeah. yeah. Quiet on the set. Oh, this is your wife. Oh, a lovely lady. Hey, baby, you're all right. You must have been something before electricity, huh? <laughs> hey, doll, how are you, huh? You live alone? Hey, Rabbi, nice seeing you. Don't get your eye. Folks, how are you, huh? And this is your grandson, huh? Oh, wonderful boy. Nice boy, right? He's a good boy, okay? Now I know why tigers eat their young, you know? And apparently that's what bugs Stan Laurel a lot. Uh, making movies. Mm-hmm. He loved making the silent movies because when they make silent movies, guess what? The whole crew can laugh their ass oh, off. Oh, right. True that. But when, once he, once they started making soundies, uh, he did couldn't get that feedback anymore and he was always perpetually dissatisfied because he wasn't getting the laughs. Yeah. I just think that was kind of fascinating about Dangerfield. But I was also thinking, and I know we got to wrap up here, but I was thinking about why is your laugh so good and why does your laugh kind of make other people laugh i don't know i just i don't even think i don't know i can't hear i don't know i don't think i just think i have a dumb laugh it's no it's it's great it's it's hearty i have a hearty laugh but yeah you do have a hearty laugh i don't i don't know after you and i uh were not on the radio together anymore uh at least for a period of time Mm -hmm. i was i went to another radio station and i was given a another female sidekick mm-hmm. uh and uh when i would do what i thought was some funny line or something yeah her habit was to cover her mouth or or uh, in any way try not to laugh oh. and i would t- i'd say don't don't do you no we need your laugh this, this stupid stuff i'm saying doesn't work if you don't laugh but it could not get her to stop covering her mouth or getting off the microphone and turning away. I have a I have a very good friend, you know her, and I'm gonna name I'm gonna name her uh, Trixie, who has no laugh. She finds things uh, enormously h- hilarious, and I actually had her on uh, filling in for one of those afternoon shows. Um, and she was horrible on the air because everything we would do, she would laugh, but it was a silent laugh. The only way yeah. you knew she was laughing was that her shoulders would shake. or she'd Which doesn't help you much on the radio. Or she would slap her knee. So that's it. So we had to actually dub in. <laughs> we actually, uh, I think Darren was our producer at that time. Might have been Mike Mur. Uh, somebody was producing. We actually had to get a <clears throat> sound effects laugh track so that every time something funny would happen, <laughs> we would play a baby laugh or a monkey laugh or something so that the listeners would be clear on the fact that Trixie thought it was funny. And uh, and to this day, she does not have a laugh. She does it. She can't. Huh. She doesn't have a laugh. That poor girl. <laughs> that poor, t- I know, poor girl. I know. I know. Uh, I, I just, uh, uh, people tell me that, that I don't laugh very much. If you get me laughing hard, I know. Then I really think it's funny. I, I, know. I mean, it is sight. But I can appreciate wit and funny stuff, but I don't necessarily laugh out loud hard mm-hmm. at it. But I remember, I think I was in college, maybe at just sometime, like maybe even high school. And I, and I heard, I had a tape recorder and I heard my laugh and I didn't like it. <laughs> I like your I, laugh. I did, I, I didn't like my laugh at all, and so 
I don't know if you've ever tried to do this. I consciously decided I was going to change my laugh. <laughs> and I used to be an admirer of Steve Allen uh, and uh, oh. the talk show guy. And yes. he did this high pitch. He'd do this high pitch laugh. Like, <laughs> And I adopted. You're such a dork. I Why would you do that? Just because I thought it sounded. If it's, oh I like him. He's funny, and if he laughs that oh. way, that must be a funny way to laugh. That's so. And funny. I did, and I adopted it for like a year. I mean, I actually can. You could change your laugh. Is my point. I don't. And I know did it for how. about a year. I don't know how you. You mean, but wouldn't you have to think about it? Don't you? Just you would laugh, think so. Laugh spontaneously at something, and your old laugh would come back, and you'd be like, "Ooh, that's not my laugh." I have to do my new laugh. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I, but I, uh, well, whenever I was thinking about it, I would do the high pitch laugh. Oh. But it didn't stick. I'm so glad. It just didn't stick. But I still cry the way I always do. So if you chance to meet him when walking round the town, just shake him by his fat old head and give him half a crown. His eyes will beam and sparkle, he'll gurgle with delight, and then you'll start him laughing with all his blessed night. <laughs> to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. Oh.